You're listening to Eureka on Monocle 24, brought to you by the team behind The Entrepreneurs. I'm Tom Edwards. Today, we're hearing about the Eureka moment behind a brand that's perfectly positioned to help you put your best foot forward with a new year just around the corner. We're hearing from a former professional footballer who quit the game to establish a unique athletic brand as committed to serving the planet, and in particular, in driving the move away from fossil fuels, as it is to providing its customers with natural, renewable running shoes. Michael Doughty was motivated to create an impact-led brand that could disrupt a sector dominated by mass production. So, with his co-founders, he launched Hilo Athletics, a high-performance, low-impact sportswear brand that's launched trainers made using six natural and renewable materials, including sugarcane, corn fibre and algae. It's an apparel revolution, thanks to those innovative plant-based materials. But what about the broader mission to be the world's first fully fossil-free sportswear brand? Here is Hilo's Michael Doughty with more about the journey. I look back on football and think, what a life. And I loved it. I retired after one of my best seasons and we won the league and I was playing super well. So it was COVID and we stopped playing football a month before the season ended. And I was normal for the first time in my life. And what I mean by that is I was at home. I was like working on Hilo because at the time we were like had this concept and I was sort of getting up, having a coffee, being with my wife and going upstairs into an office and working. And it was like, oh, this is normality. And that had freaked me out for so long. And I had become a bit, actually, I think, anxious around what I would do and who I would be without football. I've been doing it since I was a kid. Just generally, I've loved nature throughout that journey. Been lucky to spend a lot of my time outside. When you're a sports person and obviously a professional athlete, you are sort of connected to brands in quite a strong way, either through boot deals or the teams you're playing for. I never really made much of that relationship until my co-founder now, Jacob, who was just my mate at the time, sort of called me up one day after a run and said to me, what sports brands do I subscribe to? And those were his exact words. And Jacob is that type of character, a bit of a bizarre question out of the blue. He's sort of a deep thinker. And the question like subscribe and myself and as athlete and the journey that I was going on outside of sport in my just, I guess, consumer personal life was suddenly starting to feel quite conflicted. I was by no means Greta Thunberg at this stage, but I was starting to think about my purchasing decisions and talk in the changing room a bit more about why are we having so many training sessions called off all the time and why are our games constantly being rescheduled and nobody's making this weird connection throughout my life as a footballer that weather is becoming more unpredictable. Once I started to think about those two things, I was like, you know what, I'm not representing myself and my values with the brands that I'm wearing. But yet every other part of my life, I'm doing that because brand is a big statement and I guess outward expression of ourselves. And when we started to chat about why I didn't feel connected or subscribed to those brands, it wasn't necessarily because we thought they were doing anything wrong, but they just weren't connecting to me on that level of sort of nature environment. We were completely naive at the beginning. We were like, yeah, we'll make some shoes, <laughs> you know, build a brand, a really cool brand, and we'll change sportswear for good. But then we quickly realised how difficult it is to make shoes. We had this kind of vision of simplicity in our mind that fashion trends are cyclical. Sometimes on a shoe, a lot of design features add unnecessary 
complexity from a supply chain and a materiality point of view. So we went in with this design brief of like super simple, super wearable, and from a fashion trend point of view, lasting. We worked with a design agency in London, and then we realized actually from a materiality and a supply chain point of view, like footwear is a beast. It's so hard to manage that. And we brought in at this stage, a third co-founder, a guy called John who I call the OG shoe dog. There's nothing this guy doesn't know about shoes. He's worked for all of the brands, has lived most of his working professional life in Asia, which is like the hotbed of footwear, really, from a production point of view. He worked on like the Vince Carter shoes at Nike. He worked personally on Usain Bolt's spikes. A mutual friend of ours was like, you need to meet John. And this guy comes along who's like, this is how you make a shoe. This is the factory you want to be in. And actually passionately saying, the industry needs to change, it needs to evolve. Like I've been a part of it, and the reason I'm not a part of the big corporates anymore is because of the process, the bureaucracy, the sustainability, basically. So John, yeah, big shout out to John. He's been a massive part of the story. So when we started, we realized that the Far East is where footwear is made. A lot of the impact within footwear comes in the material and production stage. Life cycle, you'd call it, ultimately. We looked at the materials that a conventional shoe is made with, which is the likes of sort of polyester, open cell foam, nylon, very traditional sportswear materials that are very cheap, you know, good performance materials, but also fossil fuel derived. So derived from a finite resource. We have basically tried to replace those materials where possible without diminishing the performance capabilities, because that's a critical consideration, with renewable materials, things that can be grown and regrown. So from a material point of view, that's how we think about all of our products and that's how our shoe is built. It's called PLA, that's a technical term, polylactic acid, which is a polymer that is derived from sugar or corn. And that is the upper of the material, so like the knit, of the shoe comes from that and that's a renewable material we've got algae in the shoe which is in the insole in part of the insole we've got organic cotton as laces we've got in our new shoe we've got sugarcane in the midsole the outsole is made from natural rubber which comes from trees so we're about 60 percent bio-based so there's some work to go to get to 100 but ultimately that's the vision From a supply chain point of view, we tried to locate a tier one manufacturer, which is essentially, if you think about the place that the shoe is actually made and constructed, that is close to a number of other suppliers that make these renewable materials. Because a lot of great material products, in terms of how they are made, are then sourced from all over the world. By the time they come to be assembled, they have created a ton of carbon and a ton of impact. So that's kind of how we went about it. We thought about materiality, then we thought about where do we get these material from? And then once that piece is done, who are our suppliers? Can we audit them? Are they transparent with us? Then we thought about the transport from that tier one manufacturer to our warehouses where we distribute the product. Because then, and this is the final point I'll make, is a lot of companies will then do all of this great work on the back end and then they'll air freight their products to their warehouses because it's quicker speed to market. Air freight is like, I think it's something like 44 times more emissive than sea freight. So yeah, they gain a competitive advantage in terms of it's quicker, but it 
kind of goes against their sort of, I guess, sustainability viewpoint. So for us, like we're trying to think of all the touch points. We're not by any means perfect, but I think we are trying to be as objective as possible and not try and position the narrative favorably about ourselves all the time, but just position objectively about this is what you get from Hilo. This is our viewpoint. And you as a customer make that decision rather than trying to kind of layer it in bells and whistles. I think our vision around fossil fuels is a strong one. Ultimately, that's a big challenge for many different sectors. But in sports where we have a clear focus around eliminating them, you know, that's a massive, massive long term vision. But there's a clarity and a commitment to that. was Michael Doughty, co-founder of Hilo Athletics. To find out more about the brand, head now to hiloathletics.com. This programme was mixed and edited by Jack Dewars. My thanks to him as ever. Thanks too to Alexis Self for putting the questions. And of course, thanks once again to Michael and all the team at Hilo. That's all for now. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Eureka. Eureka.